0: This podcast was brought to you by mtgcast.com and please check out www.tcgplayers.com for your best place to buy cards online. going on and welcome back to another podcast of mtg rainstorm that's right baby we made it to two podcasts that's how cool we are two podcasts back again with my boy phil what's going on phil what's
1: up tyrone how's it going everybody
0: not good man good 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 just another fabulous week of friday night magic me and myself and uh to my son with me to our local uh Friday Night magic and uh had a little dilemma in my little Friday night magic ordeal, man. It's what a,
1: happened. You didn't even tell me about this.
0: I didn't oh, word, man. I, um, it was just uh, I went went in there, like I put on put on, on Twitter that you know, so I'm about to play a Tesoret uh blue black control. Well ended up happening, I ended up looking at it then I found a card that I was trying to play with uh play with my deck. Made no sense. And lucky enough, I was just like, I was thinking, I just thought of it like ride it in before I started playing it, if I want to play with it, I kind of want to mess myself up, because I also, I forgot, I forgot my freaking, uh, my side deck for that, for my Tesseract deck, but, um, lucky enough, I have my Poison deck, so, um, I go, and I went, and, uh, sit down with my Poison deck, you know, took a little cards out, you know, mixed in, put in some Preordains, putting some Tesserit's Gambits in there, and, uh, you know, that's not about the only card I put in there. But, uh, I get in I play my first opponent, first opponent. Infect. Same with me, infect. So I'm just like, can I just not get a normal, I mean, not, not normal, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, uh, you know, does the break of life not poison? Is just like, I, was just like, I, was, I ain't gonna lie, I was pissed off. I was like, every week I play my poison, I always gotta play poison. So, it was fine. I went and I played poison. Boom. 2-1. Okay, fine. Next guy comes in. And when they, uh, you know, turn, the uh, second turn. Did you win 2-1? Or did yeah, you lose? Yeah, I, I, I I won 2-1. One. Okay. One two one. 2 And my second one, once again, another poison deck. Happens to be almost exactly just like mine. So I end up going so I end up going that was just I mean, can you imagine playing two poison decks back to back?
1: Yeah, I don't like playing poison period,
0: <laughs> especially when I have a poison deck. Exactly, bro. Then uh I end up playing him and I end up going 2-1 with that. Then um my last opponent the turn uh the, the last third um third match before you uh you know you go to your finals another poison deck. But this guy's poison deck was totally different. It's like, just like the the card of week that you picked this week, uh, that, uh, middle missed, uh, middle missed Yeah, yeah they, he, I he, I don't know if he knew that was what I was running or watched me play before, but his deck was completely counters. I think he only had, only had four friction meta, uh, no, four friction crusaders in his deck. That's it. Every other spell that I put out there, countered. Countered, 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 and he was running poison. Yes, he was running poison. I mean, he was running all kind of removal, man, mana leaks, uh, other, um, other countermeasures, measures, uh, mental missteps. Uh, uh, um, um, I forgot, I can't remember the name top of uh, the card top of my head, but uh, still, I'm still learning new fresh. Is he running so. blue green. Blue green
1: no. or blue black green or blue, what? Uh,
0: blue black. He was using blue black. I don't think. Yeah, he was using blue black. I, mean, I don't think I saw any green in his deck. But oh yeah, I, I forgot to say. But my the I, the, the game before, I got to backtrack now. Going back, but the second game I just remember he beat me in turn. He beat me in turn two. I mean, he, he, too. It, yeah, he beat me in turn two. with Because he was running effect. So you know, he had one card he hit me with. It was a. I had haste, they're so going hit me with two. Then he hit me, and he played the same card, but then when he played the same card, he played a, uh, um, there's, there's a red spell that when another landfall comes to play, the card becomes a, uh, becomes a 4-4. Four, four. So he, he hit me with that, then plus another uh, two. Yeah. So he went eight like that, and I was just, and I only had one mana, <laughs> only had one man on the battlefield. And, and the side, I just, I just wanted to bust him side his head, but I kept my composure. I didn't say anything else. I was like, "Whatever, dudes." Like, good game, whatever. But going back, going back to my third game, man, it took me forever, and ever and ever and ever. Then um, we ended up going one-one because it took that long. Wow. <laughs> he had eight points. How'd you do? I had eight points counters. How'd you do for the whole night? Um, I I, I ended up missing it by. Uh, it was top four, two, four, six, eight. At ninth place. I missed out, I missed out because I tied one-one.
1: That's a lot. How many people come to your Friday Night Magic? Uh,
0: there's usually 11 tables, so 20, about 22. Wow. You get
1: a good crowd down there up here. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. For like that. Uh, I get, get a lot, I get a lot, I get a lot. But, uh, hey man, um, going on, you know, about my, you know, my Friday Night Magic, let's, um, I heard that you bought a fat pack before we talk about your, um yeah, uh, what you got in that fat pack, man. Yeah. yeah, I
1: wanted to, I definitely wanted to go over a couple things because like you said, I just picked up a fat pack this week to try to get my hands on the player's guide and, uh, take a look at all the cards. Like we were talking in the last podcast, I'm just getting familiar with new Phyrexia. I've been, haven't played in a couple months. So I definitely wanted to go over, uh, the top ten cards, including to the New Phyrexia Players Guide, there's the top ten coolest New Phyrexia cards, and also uh, there's a combo corner section that shows three combos of cards you can use in your deck. I wanted to go over some of those, talk about what we like about them and what we don't like, obviously, about them. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I guess I'll just start... Right from the beginning and we'll yeah, work yeah. our way down here.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go, ahead, go ahead and break it down.
1: All right. Top card so far is, uh, Karn Liberated, the new planeswalker for New Phyrexia.
0: Big money. That's why I call him Big Money because he's, uh, seven mana.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is big. Seven, seven is a lot, but he's pretty good. I mean, like you said in the last podcast, he started out strong though, came in yeah. pretty high. 40, yeah, 40, 40 by 40 college. bucks. Yeah. And then he dropped. So, obviously, some people used him in the beginning, and now they're not using them now.
0: Or I think he'll pick back up.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. With all the artifacts and everything. Um, number two is Phyrexian Obliterator, black creature, uh, four mana, oh. four black mana to play.
0: Oh man, that dude is a beast. I mean, I mean, he's so. If you attack, you got to uh, get rid of a permanent. I mean, so, I mean, that can mess up anybody's game plan.
1: Yeah, it's almost like Annihilator, the Annihilator ability. Yeah. Uh, just for the people that don't know that card, it's uh, a black creature, Mythic Rare. It's a 5-5 five, five, 4 black mana to play. It has Trample, and whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Obliterator, that sources controller sacrifices that many permanents.
0: That, that is nasty.
1: Yeah, it is. It is good, definitely. I, I remember uh,
0: last week, last Friday, Magic. I did five damage to him. I Had to get rid of five permanents. It was just. I I, I came out with barely my skin and my teeth because I had a, a lots of mites I put out after turn. That's the only reason why I attacked that turn after that by killing them. So, but he that card is a piece.
1: Yeah, definitely that is a good one. We'll definitely agree with. Agree with that one, the list so far, anyway. Um, Urobrask the Hidden is number three. That's a uh, red legendary creature. Two red mana, three colorless mana. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, it gives all your creatures haste, and it gives the creatures that your opponents control, <laughs> it makes them enter the battlefield tapped so if any of theirs have haste, that's really the only benefit to that. I mean, summoning sickness, they can't use them anyway, but if they did have haste, then that's really good because they enter the battlefield tapped. I I like this card personally. Uh, I got one on Magic Online the other day. We talked about that. I played in a draft on there and uh, pulled one of those. I mean, personally, I like it. How do you feel about it?
0: It's any time I think. Any card that you bring in that you can destruct, you know, uh, interrupt someone's gameplay is a good card. Yeah, I agree. Really, you know, cause me, how I see people look at cards is that if they don't have a gold or a orange they ain't inside a symbol. Most people don't like playing it. But like, if you notice, like some of the, like, middle misstep, like a card of the week, it's just a con, comm- uh, 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 it's an uh, uncommon. Uncommon, yeah. It's an uncommon. And, uh, Everybody's going you know balls to walls for it, you know everybody wants that card everybody wants that card or or even the simplest cards the um lightning boats, the puredanes commons, you know, and uh that's that's the card that everybody's getting in the deck, you know if you look the into the roll you know stuff like that, so you know this want to help you understand if you don't have if it's just because it doesn't have a gold or silver or orange mark next to its name, don't mean that's the only card you need in your deck. Sometimes the little cards help you win. Yeah, well you
1: definitely have to have some little cards in there for sure. Almost definitely. Um, now we'll go to number four on this list, which I already know how you feel about this one, but I'll say it anyway. Phyrexian Metamorph.
0: Card of the week from last week. That is yep. a very, very, very good card. There's a combo out now with the, with, the, um, with, the, with White Manor. I'm not particularly sure. I only saw it twice. I'm not sure the name of the cars, but um I make sure I put in the notes of what that what it is, what that combo is. Also check on the webpage and uh I'll give you some more insight on what that car does. I, and I'll put that deck up online so people can check it out. But go ahead and explain the car what it does.
1: Uh Phyrexian Metamorph, it's a artifact creature. It's blue and it's an artifact creature, so you can pay its casting cost with either either three colorless mana or and two life, or one blue and three colorless mana, and uh it's a zero zero. And whenever Phyrexia Metamorph enters the battlefield, it can enter as a copy of any artifact or creature on the battlefield, except it's an artifact in addition to the, its other types.
0: Alright, so very, very good card, especially like for um, um, what we some of the. Operation you get that card, copy that card, bam. I mean, yeah, that's a
1: nice combo there.
0: That That's why that, that card is so good because it's not like, like, like I've been reading online and people look online about this card and they explain to us like, oh, it's just another clone card, huh, it's stupid, why do people like it? I mean, me personally, if, if you don't look and see how the card works, then, I mean, you shouldn't be playing Magic. I mean, that's that just my personal opinion. I mean, people think, you know, wherever they, they think, but I mean, seriously, if you think about it. I mean, this card is basically, you, you know, a, you know, uh, a, a save for you. They they bring out a uh, say if you're playing uh, someone's playing um, um, Bright still Colossus, in fact, right? Bam, your next turn feeling vivid, um, uh, feeling, um, friction of blood uh, not friction metamorph, bam, bring it in. Game, you know, it's it's a it's a game changer, man. I mean, it, it gives you another chance. As I found, <laughs> seeing people playing it, that's is my personal opinion. What about you? What you what's your yeah, what's your agree, thought on it?
1: I agree with you 100 percent on it. Uh, I think I think it's definitely a game changer card. Um, you know, if you're if you're pay, playing against a powerful deck and you your deck really isn't made to handle that deck, you can just beat him with his own cards. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: That's, a, so then, that's why I like
1: it. Yeah. And now on to number five in this list. We won't go over all of them as in-depth as some of them, but we'll just name them all at least. Um right Number five, Chancellor of the Dross. It's a uh, black creature vampire. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Its casting cost is a little high, four colorless and three black, but also... You may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, at the beginning of the first upkeep, each opponent loses three life. Then you gain life equal to the life lost this way. It also has flying and life link. Right, right. That, that's definitely a bomb, in my opinion. That's a that's a that's a powerful card there. If you have it in your opening hand, anyway. Yeah, pretty uh, much, very true. The casting cost is pretty high to depend on that as like your main card later in the game.
0: I'm just like, dang, I mean, like, you know, cars like this, you know, it's like, like I was saying, it's a game changer. You go and bust out, and I'm like, bam! Like, it's like, oh, now I got to think of a different strategy. Now, you know, I mean, this it's not like a normal match. You start off, okay, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, and right. I like that, it, it, it's something totally different. It's like, dang, he just hit me, he just, he just slapped me across the face. What I'm gonna do next? What's, what can I do next? I don't know what I'm gonna do next. So then, the, so the person's thinking, then you already know what you going, what your next step is. Like, okay, playing scar, bam. What is he thinking? You know, especially if you kind of know what he's already what he's playing. So hey,
1: that's definitely a card you want to have a go for the throat in your deck for. Yeah, exactly. And uh number six on this list: Pure Steel Paladin. It's a uh, white creature, two white mana to play. It's a two-two. What's it called again? Pure Steel Paladin. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a white, white creature, 2-2, two, two, two white mana to play. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Right, okay. Definitely a good card to have run in a white deck with Stoneforge Mystic and a bunch of equipment or, you know, something like that. It also has Metalcraft, which uh, equipment you control. Its Metalcraft ability is equipment you control... Have equip zero mana cost as long as you control three or more artifacts, obviously, which is metalcraft. Right. So if you do have a lot of artifacts in your deck and you do have him out, you can equip living weapons for zero cost, which right, is right. pretty big. That's I would definitely say that's something important to have in a in a white deck with your, if you're running artifacts and uh or equipment and stone forge mystic and everything. Yep. Yeah, very true. Very true. Number seven, Mir Superion, which yeah. I got like mixed feelings about this. Um, I guess if you're running like a Tezzeret deck and you got a ton of mirrors that have mana, yeah. or if you're running, uh, maybe like an elf deck that has elves that you can tap for mana, yeah. or, you know, mirrors you could tap for mana, it's good. But other than that, I mean, i like uh, in my draft the other day, I had the option to get this card, but, I had nothing to play it with, so I had nothing to cast it with. You need, I mean, you need to use, just for anybody who doesn't know, it's, uh, two mana to play, and it's a five, six artifact creature. This is nice. Which is, it's, it's real nice, but the mana that you have to use to play it, you can't use regular mana. It has, you can only spend mana on it that's produced by creatures that you control. So, like, you have to use Mirrors that you can tap for mana, or I know another card in New Phyrexia is that Priest of Urobrask, which uh when it comes into play, you get three red mana in your mana pool, and you could use that to play it. But, I mean, that just seems like a lot to depend on to get that card out. It, it really wouldn't benefit you holding that card in your hand for five or six turns waiting for another card to, to cast it. So yeah, yeah, me too. Know. That's my opinion on it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but if 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 you run like a like a superior uh basically, I mean this car is perfect for Ted. Right, so, I right? agree. Yeah. Exactly. it's Straight straight mirrors, perfect right. heart. That's Anything constant. else makes no sense. I think right. people I see people, oh, I got a five six two you're not thinking about the biggest picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: If you don't have the mana if you don't have the creatures with mana to cast it, it's useless for you.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Number eight
1: on this list, Birthing Pod. Um, Birthing Pod, it's a green artifact. It's uh three colorless and one green, or three colorless and um, oh, two. Oh, yeah. I
0: know, I know what you're talking about now, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an artifact. Uh, you can also pay one colorless and two life, tap it, you sacrifice a creature, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one, plus the sacrificed creature's converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only any time you could use a sorcery. So at the beginning and the end of your turn, you can activate that ability. Um that's number eight. Number nine, we're almost at the end here. Number nine, Blighted Agent. It's a blue creature, one blue, one colorless to play. It's a 1-1. One, one. It also has infect, um, and it's um, unblockable.
0: That is that, a card. Yeah. I, I'll that, get to one. That's why I'm using in my infect deck.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. definitely good if you're running blue, black, infect, or... Yes. You know, yes. any any blue infects, you're gonna you're gonna want that in there for sure. That's uh that's a good really good card. I even would like it with blue blue and green because yeah. uh yeah. all the cards green. that bump your creatures up plus four, plus four, plus three, exactly. plus three you throw that on him, he's out by turn two and then by turn three you're doing four or five poison damage
0: a turn unblockable. That's Exactly that's pretty good. Especially also the you know, with, uh, like, even in blue, there's a couple cards in, uh, blue that makes that, um I can't remember the name right now. I'm running in my deck. I'm running blank. I, I misplaced my deck. Most of the cards I just made this deck the other day. Not really sh- remember the name of the card. But uh, also, it makes, it makes, uh, other creatures, the creature that you're equipped it to it has rebound equipped it to it. Uh, I'll put in the notes what this card is. I'm trying to think of, but, uh, it makes other creatures unblockable too. So if you have him, he, like I run blue-black, so I hit, I hit him with a vampire bite. Then I have my Fraction Crusader have him in and have that, uh, that one blue card that gives him unblockable. Then, does, I mean, that's like no matter what they can do, they can't do nothing to it unless they journey in, into the role, find a way to get it back to your hand. But they don't. I mean, that's right there. That, that agent is one-on-one, is, is one, one defense, one attack. I mean, one attack, one defense. And he had a vampire bite because it's a plus, um, plus three. To the, to attack. So that's four. First Crusader, right there with that one, gives that one three. So bam, that's seven. If you already got them, if fury got them at least, what, three, no, more, already more than three four counters on them by that turn, by the time you get First Crusader, that's game. I mean, yeah. that, that's how I win my matches. I won matches with my, inf, my blue, uh, black blue infant deck with two men. Right?
1: Especially with pro, if you're running proliferate
0: in yes. there with the Most, blue. Yeah, most of my spells I have, most of my um, most of my spells I have. That I, that's that's the way to go with it, man. That is the way.
1: To any any time you could have a poison creature that's unblockable, is pretty powerful. Very very powerful indeed. Number ten on this list: Life's Finale, Life Black Finale. Yeah. two two black mana, four colorless. It's a sorcery. Destroy all creatures, then search target opponent's library for up to three creature cards and put them into his or her graveyard, then that player shuffles his or her library. That is a good card. I would I have to say that is a really powerful card.
0: Yeah, by finale. That is, that's that's the other card I, I wanted to, to talk about earlier. Right. Because... Um, I mean to me is with that card comparing it to a Black Sun Zenith. I mean it yes, they're different how it is, but the way the point I like about it is with the Black Sun Zenith it's like both cards you can use to clear the board. You know, Black Sun Zenith, you can use his abilities, say they got two twos, bam, you can reshuffle your library. But to me, if you already have a lot of cards in there, like especially Fetch Lands that cause you to reshuffle your deck, I me mean, personally having this life finale come into play Right in where that you can, especially if they ever have multiple creatures on there on the battlefield as as already, they get net and taking them out, then taking out three more creatures out there, especially the the their, the, the big ones, going to take those three out, bam, the one they got left, really puts nothing. Especially if right. if if your if your if your deck is compatible like that, I mean, especially you can clear them out, then also when you do the um that final finale. There's a that, that, uh, surgical extraction. You know, you can use surgical extraction. You know, basically, you see that you know they got one big bomb, well, you know they got uh, they got three bomb, three or four big bombs in, in their in their deck. You already took out one. We took it on the battlefield. Play surgical extraction. Take out the rest. Right. It also
1: gives you a chance to look through their deck exactly and see what they're running yes. before if it's early in the match and you play it or early you know the first round you play them. And you use it; it's good for that. And also, I mean, it's basically a member side with it. Also, it's like playing a member side in a Black Sun Zenith or you know a Black Day of Judgment or something right. to, uh, with the with the member side. Also, um, those are the top ten coolest cards according to the new Phyrexia Player's Guide with the Fat Pack. And also, there's three combos in here I wanted to talk about and see
0: what you thought about those. Um, All right, Mark, go ahead and hit it up, man. Uh, the first up. combo
1: is Chancellor of the Spires plus Surgical Extraction. I'm not, not too sure how I feel about this one. Uh, Chancellor of the Spires, it's a blue, <clears throat> blue creature. Um, and obviously, Surgical Extraction... You know what that does? Um, yeah, yeah. I like surgical extraction. I don't know. I could probably think of uh, some better combos that I would use it with rather than Chancellor of the Spires. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not, not a big fan of that one. Um, also, there's uh, the Priest of Orobrask and the Mir Superior, which we talked about earlier. That's the, if you're running red, and you have some artifacts in your deck, you can use the Priest of Urabrask to, when you play the Priest of Urobrask, that's a lot to say, um, when it comes into play, you get three red mana in your mana pool, which you can use to cast Mir Superior. But like I said before, that's just, that's just too much. I'd rather use Mir Superior with mirrors that you can tap for mana, or elves that you can tap for mana, rather than that. Also, um, the third and final combo in here is Malira, Silvok, Outcast, and Phyrexian Unlife. This combo I do like actually. It's uh, a green creature card that whenever it comes into play, it's two one colorless and one green. It's a two-two creature. When it comes into play, you can't get poison counters. Ah uh, yes. Yes, none of, your, none of your creatures can get poison counters placed on them. Yes. And creatures your opponents control do not have poison anymore. Guys. That's yeah. huge. And then when you play it with the uh Phyrexian Unlife, which, when that comes into play, it's a white enchantment, and um, you um you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. Basically, if you get both of those out and your opponent doesn't have anything that can stop either one of those, the only way you can lose the game is if you get decked out. Yep. Basically. Much. I mean that that game, combo I do like. It. The other the other yep. two are just okay to me, but uh, that one that one I do like. Yeah, and that's much. it for the that's it for the uh, new Phyrexia players guide that comes with your fat pack. It also has obviously your your set list of every card that's in the set and a checklist in the back to keep track. I I like to get fat packs. At least one for every set when they come out, just to have the player's guide and right, the box
0: that it comes in. So, right, I hear that. Yeah. Um. I just want to touch on that. Uh. That first combo that you you was talking about earlier, the sur- the surgical extraction, right? And um. Oh man, I just I just had it on my my, my having technical difficulties here on MTG, MTG Brainstorm. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, my, my my laptop. I'm using this. But um, well, name it. Can you do that first combo again for me? Yeah,
1: the first combo was uh, it was Chancellor of the Spires That's and it. Surgical Extraction. Okay. Yep. Chancellor of the Spires is a blue five-seven creature, four colors, three blue. It's a sphinx. Uh, you may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, at the beginning of the first upkeep, e- each opponent. Puts the top seven cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Yeah. So basically, you're putting cards of his into his library, into his gra- from his library into his graveyard, and then you use surgical extraction yep. to pull them out and use them for yourself. But that, for the mana cost of right. that card, I mean, the only benefit, in my opinion, would be playing it, having it in your opening hand, yeah. so that you can reveal it.
0: Other than that, uh, yeah, the, the, the mana cost, complete waste. The ability that it does is amazing. To me, it's amazing. Because, especially, like I said, like I said earlier, with all other cards, if you get in, it's all about disrupting the player. Getting him mixed up, getting, getting you know, getting his, you know, his mind all mixed up. If you can get in, and, like, same play against a Jace deck, bam, you get Jace off right there, starts to go bam, Jace is no longer a threat. I mean, to me, that, that's good because, as soon as that happens, your turn, bam, Say, or, or you know, goes in the deck. Say, Jace not even in a deck. Say, Jace is the top seven cards. Bam. Right, right at beginning of that turn, he really doesn't have any, uh, no, there's really no mana out. Maybe there's one. Maybe, uh, you know, unless he has a mental misstep in his hand, but most likely most people aren't playing those. Unless, well, most people playing mana leaks. There's really nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You can go ahead and remove their biggest threat at the beginning of the match. Just go ahead, and bam. Go ahead and pay it to life. To me, that's a big step to pay. Prepare to not playing that combo. I like that combo. What it does. I don't like the card. What you got? You got to do with it. That's why it's only fifty cents. But what it does is amazing. Right. You know, so very much so that that's that's what I like about it and stuff. So, but um. What else is there um we we're supposed to be talking about today? I know there's something else, I uh, guess um, um yeah, there's one card i I want, I want to talk about see to me it's, it's like one of the one of the hardest cards out right now is um hex parasite okay, yeah uh, this was one this was one hit up on that card real quick before we get to till we get talking about uh one of the most famous decks in Magic the day. Pretty much, y'all probably know what that is, but uh, we'll touch with that up in a minute. But uh, the hex parasite, I like it because you know, like, moving counters, moving counters creatures, playing against people with you know with infect, taking it off. save so you're playing a spell, um, I think it's perfect cause especially because of um, me personally like playing infect with uh, spell Skype, you know, you know when they put like, like um, uh, a couple cards like in, in a new fresh deck with that. When it comes in, and I, I know it's, it's two colors, one black. You put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature, then you proliferate. So basically you put two day counters on it. So basically someone does that to the, uh, to the spell skype. Bam, knock it off with the, uh, hex parasite. Bam. Right there. I mean there's other different combos too that I'll, I will, you know, lay out later in the show. But um that's that basically, to me that's just one of the, one, one of the good cards. Out there right now, then uh, later on and uh we're going on I got a card that's a brain teaser, brain teaser right now um, we'll we'll talk about that later on later on in, in the second part of the podcast what's going on right now but um, so far man um since you've been looking all into these uh yeah, this new uh new friendship i mean how, how you are you feeling about you know since you said you've been playing on magic online, how are you feeling uh, about the new set right now?
1: Uh, to be honest, I,
0: I like it a lot.
1: I mean, um, there's, there's definitely a lot of cards to, uh, that I would use in decks that I'd make right now. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to get some more time with it here, but, uh, you know, I do, I do like it. How do you feel about it?
0: I, i try to think, hmm. I will not say I love it, but it's great. I, I mean, it does, I mean, it you know, like I said, I like new flavor. You know, you know, and magic. You know, playing like you know all the, all the like I was mentioning like playing like all the old stuff. You know, I mean it's good, in a way. But you know, it's but basically nothing with legacy. But you know, bringing a new mix in. So you know, I like variety. You know, you know, get to see people's uh, you know, deck making skills. You know, it. I I think doing that. You know, bringing a new set like this. It does, especially with the uh, the new uh, how you pay fresh in life, you know, you pay life instead of paying right. the cost.
1: Now, I do I mean, like that. I that, do like
0: that ability. That is a that right there is a game changer because that two life may come back and haunt you, but it may not. But also it may win you that game. So you right. never know until you do it. Me personally, I use it, especially if I'm running poison. I'm a, I'll, I'll use it two life. That's not what I'm worried about, you know. But but sometimes that. That two life will, will will come back and haunt you sometimes it won't so right. I mean, I mean, yeah. it
1: also gives you the ability to play cards of a different color if you're running a blue black deck and you want to throw some cards in there that happen to be red but they're red artifact creatures or red red spells with uh, that instead of using red mana you could pay with life it gives you the ability to use to use those like like I, when i played my draft the other day on magic online um i ended up running black green and then i put red cards in there that i didn't put any red mana in my deck but i put those cards in there that i would need for removal that i just used and paid life to use them so right right i mean it's definitely it definitely can help you out for sure being able to do that and set up about the mana
0: so uh, it's Definitely, definitely, definitely something else. Um let's see what else we're oh yes. You know that um the new commander is coming out for um for Magic. Not not a big Commander player, but since they come out with Commander decks, I would definitely, definitely check it out. And you know, like I said, you know, new flavor, you know, ain't nothing oh ain't ain't nothing wrong with that, so right. But um See, seeing that they're slowly releasing, uh, updates for, uh, that new core 2012. So, and some of them are looking pretty good, and, um it looks like, you know, like some of the, some of the artwork looks amazing. It's yeah, kind of I agree. Nice. Another
1: thing that I wanted to say about that, uh, the 2012 core set that's coming out, there's also Xbox Live is releasing an arcade arcade game
0: yes uh-huh. uh, magic yeah.
1: 2012 June 15th that has some of the cards from the core set in it. I'm not hundred percent I think it might have all of them, but I know it has some and so you can get a sneak peek at the cards that way if you're uh, if you're interested in playing on Xbox you as far as I know you can't custom make your decks you can remove cards from your decks. But um, as far as I know, you can't custom make them. At least you can't in Duels of the Planeswalkers. Um, but it's still fun to play if you if you play Xbox and you play on uh, Xbox Live for I think yeah. it's like a twelve dollar you know fifteen dollar game or something like that. And they release plenty of expansions to give you new decks to try out and use. And a lot of times yeah. the decks do have current cards. Um, in them, so that's pretty cool. I'll definitely be picking that up. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Gotta got pick it up. I mean, I mean, even though it's not like how you play regular Magic, like, you know, like outright not Magic, but Magic's Magic no matter how you do it. And especially looking at new artwork, cards, you know, something different, you know. I mean, but, um, on the second part, we'll, we'll go more into depth, um, uh, about that. And, uh, and then we'll go a little bit more into the, um, into the, um, 2012, uh, course set. Cause I see there's some more other cars that, uh, I, I wanna check out. But, um I think, you know, it's time for us to take a break. We'll go in, you know, and, uh, you know, gather up, gather up some more information. Uh, hopefully work through this technical difficulty I'm having with my stupid laptop. But, it seemed like everything will work out fine.
1: So, yeah, um, we'll have a part we'll two. Just,
0: uh, yeah, we'll have a part two. So, uh,
1: due to this show. Yeah,
0: we'll but, that but uh, we'll thing go, things. we'll check it out, and, um you guys be real. We'll be back in about in a few seconds. So, uh chill out. Check out the website. Leave some comments on the page, and we'll be be right back with y'all. Peace. Alright. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, to the black man, thanks for taking it all in stride. Yo, welcome back to MTG Brainstorm with me and me and my boy Phil. We brought a very, very special guest, one of our good friends from Lubbock, Texas, our buddy, Tub, uh, buddy, Toby. What's going on, Toby?
2: Not a thing, guys. What's going on with y'all? What's
0: up, Toby? What's up, Tyrone? What's, What's going on? What's going on? Same old, same old, man. I'm Toby, I'm glad that you're able to join us today here on the podcast. And um, Toby is going to be our deck doctor of MTG Brainstorm. He's, uh, each week... He's going to bring in different information of the top decks that we find here on uh, TCGplayers.com. And um, right now, he's bringing five decks in this one right now. And it's going to go from uh, price range from cheapest to lowest, especially for some of us beginning players, then mostly down to us good ex, um, experienced players. We're going to break it down, and when it comes to the last one, that's the deck that we're going to uh, explain the most. But before we even do that, for me, Phil, you know, get on a little rave, yelling at each other about this deck, this card, better than that. I want Toby to give a little, no brief resume about himself. So um, Toby, uh, break it down for us here on uh, MTG Brainstorm and everybody out there in the podcast land a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, first of all, I am from Lubbock, Texas. I
2: learned to play Magic the Gathering at Mad Hatter's House of Game right across the street from Texas Tech University. Uh, First card I ever bought was from Arabian Nights, then I really started playing in Ice Age, uh, did PT, uh, Pro Tour Qualifiers, two Invitational Tours, and one, uh, Grand Prix. Was a Type 2 Judge until the end of Tempest Block, and just started getting back into it. You know, life kinda sucks, now I can play again. So, <laughs> here we go, let's talk about, uh, my first deck. Uh first one is called Hawk Ward. It's uh made by a guy named Glenn DG Lermo. Uh he played in the TCG.com tournament in Tampa, Florida last week or so. Um this deck is cheap. $150. It's really cheap for a uh, pro level uh deck. not beat that at all, man. Yeah, 150 bucks. Cheap deck. Um The things to watch out, if you ever play a deck like, against a deck like this, watch out for his Hex Parasites. Those are gonna be your counter killers. If you're, especially if you're using Jaces, or Baby Jace, or any other Planeswalker, Hex Parasite is going to be your downfall. This guy also, he, this deck is really fast. Turn 5, if he hasn't won by turn 5 or 6, he's not gonna win. You're gonna be able to overpower him. Uh, with, Ten cards coming in at no mana. That's one fourth of his deck, a little under one fourth of his deck. Absolutely free. Four cards with one mana. Two uh eight with two converted cost, and four with a converted cost of three. Um turn three, this boy could have an offense ranging anywhere from a good draw from three to an amazing draw, hitting you for ten on turn two. Uh Turn two, ten. yeah, ten damage. Turn two, and yeah. then another ten damage, or possibly more. Turn three, when you should, when most decks will have little or no defense by turn three. Um, Sick. Sick. <laughs> yes. yeah, steels, <laughs> and poor. Well not the uh, steel overseers. Just all of them designed to pump these little tiny mimites, ornithopter, Hex parasite, and signal pest. They're all designed to pump. Good deck, really cheap. Look it up. We'll put the link on the website. Phil, Tyrone, you got anything to say about this one? Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I I agree with everything you said there. I mean, it's just super fast, you know. I mean, all those zero-cost zero creatures that you could play. Uh, and for the price, you really can't beat it, in my opinion.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Same same here, man. I look at it, and, and it's... It, to me, it's more like a uh, – when you look at it, it's like you ain't supposed to be playing this deck. Where's your mana Leagues? Where's your go-for-throws? Where's all your removal? And, and, but, you know, it, it kind of sucks you don't have removal, but you kind of have the removal and, and the friction and the revoker. But, well,
2: I don't think he needs the removal. This deck uh-huh. is so fast. Yeah, I, I'm fast. understand. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying, that like most people – Want to see that, like, that's what you're supposed to have, but that's what I like about it, that, cause it's cheap and straight to the point.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't
1: need any, any removal whatsoever when you're gonna be game over by the time you get to play a go for the throat or, a, no. you know, it's no, but, um, just way
0: too fast. Well, hell, like, like you said, like, in, uh, five to eight place, that's not, that's not a bad finish for a top qualifier. To my, I mean, that, to me, is not. Especially when you go against, uh I'm looking on here, uh here on the list. Basically, you say he finished fourth, or he finished fifth. Says and he went against, you know, other Cawblade. I mean, he beat out, he be out a blade. yeah, it, it, you know, and, and, and a Dark Blade, you know, um, type decks. I mean, so that's it's not not a bad thing, man, not a bad thing at all. So uh, what is what is number two? Number
2: two is a mass polymorph deck in the same tournament. This one actually plays first and is by Ryan Beaupre. Um, the whole point of this deck, uh, he uses Kozilek Predators, Nest Invaders, and Trestodons to bring out, and Growth Spasms, to bring out little tiny Eldrazi spawn. As soon as he has the mana, he mass polymorphs them all to bring out Emrakul Aeons Torn, Kozilek uh like the Butcher of Truth, Umalog the Infinite Grier, Primeval Titans, uh, Titans and Pre-Lock of Worms. It's just to bring out those guys for nothing. Mass polymorph on the Eldrazi spawn, just so he could bring out fifteen fifteen Annihilator Six flying trample for nothing. Go straight to
0: oh. four. Oh, that eeks me out, man. Oh my god. How many times has this card has been used against me this mess polymorph, but yeah. just sitting there being a new player and all of a sudden bam there it is. is. out of the freaking blue. Nowhere. Just make you want to crap on yourself. I was like
2: Yeah. When all of like when all of a sudden you see a ten ten, a six six, a twelve twelve, and a fifteen fifteen hit the board all in the exact same turn, that's even makes some of the, you know, most veteran players take a pause. Game and over. Just, I realized H probably just lost.
1: Game. Over. Yeah, I'm glad that it brings Smash Polymorph back because I haven't seen anybody use that card in a long time, and it was big. Whenever it first came out, there was yep. a lot of people using it, so
0: it, it, it hit me a couple hard playing, playing, doing that a couple times myself. So, but uh, yeah, that's I'm very glad that they see it out. I, I like getting used against me, but. But one thing I just want to say is this deck right here, $190. Yes. Be out, so be out a $2,000 deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely not I'm about saying? the money. That's yeah. for sure. It's about what you put into your cards.
2: Exactly. And one thing I need to add, uh, this guy is using the Ataxian Probes. The last deck was using, uh, oh, wait, the name eluded me. Hex Parasites. Um, You guys out there just collecting and playing for fun, uh, these are major cards to hold on to. Don't let them go. They might seem weak in casual play, but if you ever want to go to tournament play, those are major, major cards to hold on to. Um, Just keep an eye out for them.
0: The deck doctor doctor has spoken. (laughs) Alright, next deck, Valakut. This,
2: this, like a, you know, I was talking to Tyrone before the show. I love lands that kill people. Love the idea. In old school magic, that just didn't happen. Unless it was to yourself. But Valakut, the Molten pinnacle, five, man- five mountains in play, and every time you put another one into play, it does three damage. It's a lightning bolt every time you put a resource into play. These decks are naturally a little slower. Turn 3 to turn 12, that's when these guys really ramp and start doing a lot of damage. This guy, Rob Minkus, he got 5th to 8th place somewhere in that window at the PTQ in Philadelphia. Um, He's using the standard Harrow, Explore, and Kalani Heart Expeditions to get out as much mana as quickly as possible so he could get those Primeval Titans. Primeval Titans, and we'll talk about it a little later. The Torpor Orb is the downfall of this deck. Definitely, complete downfall of this deck. But it can still work against the Torpor deck. It doesn't. We'll talk about that a little later. This deck coming in at two hundred eighty-five dollars, still pretty cheap all in all. I mean, the most expensive cards in here are the Primeval Titans and the Valakuts. Those are the most expensive things in here. Yeah, uh, an interesting choice with the Avenger of Zendikar. I don't know if I would put that in there. He just seems an insult to injury. I might have tried to find another place, another um, mountain, maybe an Inferno Titan, or maybe another uh, Oracle of Moldiah. The, Z- the Avenger of Zendikar just seems excessive to me. Yeah. Um but it was one of these things he couldn't get a hold of one, whatever. It's a good placeholder. Um and using his summoning traps and the obstinate uh Bailoth in his sideboard, really good um it's it's um really good stuff against um the super friends. The obstinate uh, it's so really cool. good against the super friends. Oof. Uh Gideon, Jace and the blue-white one, his name eludes
0: me at this moment. Oh, um, I know exactly who you're talking about, um, Venser. Venser. Uh that what you're talking about, Venser? Yeah, Venser. Yeah, those Benzer, th- yes. Th-
2: I consider those three the super superfans. Most people, is just uh Gideon and Jace. Uh, Anything I want to add on that Valakut that... Um
1: I I agree with you again on that. I mean I think uh I have played against it with Avenger of Zendikar and it it really like you said it I mean I don't know for sure if I would put that in there, it really made no difference. Uh I would probably put an Oracle Maldai in there instead. Um but yeah, I mean I've definitely played against that a few times. It's a good deck. I I really hate playing against Valakut but that's pretty much all I have on that one.
0: The battle cut to me, very strong. Uh, I would do three par- prime evils and three colonel titans. But pretty much, well no, pretty, pretty much to me that's it. The battle cut is underrated. Excellent I do card. like
1: Green Sun Zenith in there, though.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, Green Sun Zenith it's would be, yes, that. The so ones I've
1: played against never had Green Sun Zenith, and I do like that. seeing that card get some use.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. so well, the Thank next you. one...
2: Oh, lost it. Next one is going to be Splinter Twins. This one's second place at the PTQ. Uh nasty Last week... Th- these are nasty decks. Uh... This one is made by Adam Prozac. um, comes in at 545. Uh, this deck is all about one card and using it normally on Inferno Titans. The Deceiver Exarchs can take a Splinter Twin, but you see them a lot on the Inferno Titans. Splinter yeah. Twin is you tap the creature, put a token into play, it has haste, exile at the, end of, at the beginning of your next end step. Uh, this is with the Inferno Titan, you bring one in, you tap it, bring one in, three damage, immediately declare your attack phase. That's three more damage plus a 6-6 six, six bearing down on you. That is pompable. And Jace, Baby Jace and Jace the Mind Sculptor are both in there for creature control. That's all they're for, creature and deck control. Uh, the, rest this, the rest of this deck, you know, like, again, cataxian probes. Uh, into the Royal, which I hope we get to see reprinted. Uh, he's using the Mental Misstep, another big one for Legacies. Um, part of the Week. Yeah, Part of the Week, Mental yeah. Misstep. I uh, like I was talking oh, to Tyrone earlier, I would love to see a good, instead of Purple, which is what most... Uh, Splinter Twin decks are. I'd like to see green and, uh, green and red Splinter Twin using the new Praetors, using some of the new uh, Phyrexian. Molten Steel Dragon would be really uh, nice. That under, would be... Under a Splinter Twin. Zendikar's nasty, man. But stuff like that. With um, Zendikar being phased out in September, October, when the new set comes out, whatever it is, I mean, we're going to see we're going to see a whole new thing, because Jace is going to go out, Splinter Twins are going to go out, Valakut's going to go out, a lot of things going out in the next block. So, seeing these types of decks, it reminds me of Necropotence decks, is literally what this reminds me of. Necropotence, during the Ice Age block, was the deck to beat. And they were easy to build, easy to play, once you understood how to use a Necropotence. And... They were nowhere near expensive as a Jace The Mind Sculptor, uh, which huh. brings us to the last deck.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that doesn't bad. It is getting feedback because I, I'm, <laughs> how bad, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this deck. It's just like you go and you, uh, you turn in. You know, you always look on, t- you know, anywhere, look at the, up. you know, all the upper uh, um, tournaments, qualifiers, all that kind of stuff that's out right now. And the only ones you see on top is a Callblade. To me, when I see another deck that's not a Callblade on top, that's amazing. And that's the reason why a lot of people nowadays, you know, film and talk, you guys both know, that's what most people are talking about, you know, and Jace and Stoneforge Mystic. You know, this is a... Uh, one of, the, one, one of the exact reasons why they want to do that. And the more I think of it is is that really, instead of banning one of the cards, I mean, instead of banning both of them, banning only one of them, then, then I think that will make the whole conversation go down. But before I even get any farther into this, Toby, just go ahead and um, break down the Callblade deck for us.
2: Okay. This uh, this particular Callblade won first place at the PTQ in Florida. Built by Gary Wong, um, Callblade is all about three cards: Chase the Mind Sculptor for hardcore creature control or hardcore uh, player control, the Stoneforge Mystics to bring out the two swords, Feast of Famine and War and Peace. With those cards in play and the Stoneforge Mystic using them, there is very very little that can stand up against this one uh with enough uh and various other uh creature removal that includes the batter skull. There is there's not much in the current block that can that can stand in this. This guy is using an interesting month Nexus uh in this deck. You don't see that a lot in um, uh, Caul I don't see ink moths very often. Uh, using it for quick creatures. Uh, yeah, it's all about the stoneforge mystic and the swords and the batter skull. Now with new Phyrexia, the batter skull in there. Given that stoneforge mystic vigilance lifeling four four, on top of the two two pro black pro green, another two two pro red pro white. On top of the things that the swords do, um, it's game. You see a Stoneforge Mystic, it's, you can pretty much just put your hand down and walk away. Tell the judge that you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got it, you got it on point right there, man. Yeah. The key the key to defense against a Cobblade is never letting a Stoneforge Mystic hit the floor. The moment you let a Stoneforge Mystic hit the table, you're done. That's why Jace is in there, is to destroy your deck, to destroy any ability you have to keep the Stoneforge Mystic from hitting the floor. Go for the Throats. Uh, and um, do, do both. Stoneforge Mystics. You, When well, you want to see fear in the eye of a Callblade player, put them up against either a mass poly deck or a really solid black or blue control deck. Yes. Uh, personally, I have beaten a Callblade deck with a Mirror deck. Just because I had enough creature control and enough, ab- and enough ability to recycle my library, I was able to take one down. But that was pure luck and by the seat of my pants.
0: Yes, it's like, like game <laughs> magic. It's always about the draw the cards, man. Yes, I was
2: able just to keep my deck cycled enough that Jace didn't bother me. But it, as Stoneforge hit the table... And it took three worm coils and uh, a couple of mirror to take him out, but it finally happened.
0: Like this, this deck. You know, you look at the price on it. it's Seven hundred dollar deck.
2: Yeah, seven hundred dollars, an average price for the deck. Seven hundred. dollars
0: yeah. And yeah. like you said, there's many different forms you can uh, you can play. I seen more. I seen some with two batter skulls. I seen some with you know two swords of each. Piece, you know. Sword of Famine, Sword of War and Peace. Not so many people are playing Sword of Body and Mind anymore, just cause of, just cause of the ability, but, you know, since, you know, a lot more people are playing the red, red, white, black, green, so, I mean, it really, I had taste how you, how that you want to put the deck out. What do you think about that, uh, Phil?
1: That's what I was actually going to bring that up, why, uh, how you guys felt about Sword of Peace and Famine versus Sword of Body and Mind. In that deck, I know not a lot of people do play blue-green, but with Poison and Proliferate, there is some blue-green decks out there. Um, and I know black-green, obviously, with Poison also, but, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a Sword of Body of Mine in there, too.
0: Yeah, same here, man. To me, me personally, Sword of Peace, Famine, Untapped Land. Sword of War, Peace, you gain life, the cards you had to hand to lose heart what, they lose life for each card they have in their hand. So to me, sort of body in mind, like I was talking about earlier in the podcast, it's all about disrupting your player. You never know, especially playing against a Callblade deck, if you're able to get that card out, hit them with a sort of body in mind, you never know what the, those ten cards may be, your Green Reaper in that deck. And you may just end up putting them into your graveyard. And, the, and so, go ahead go ahead go ahead, Tony.
2: I don't think you need the body and mind in there. If you're running, the reason they put the body and mind in there was at the beginning of the uh, Mirrored and Besieged. Black and blue was really really strong. Now toward the end of it, now that we have New Phyrexia, green is more uh, green is a stronger color. Putting the body and mind in there, we don't care about blue anymore. Jace does everything the blue does, except gives us a free. Um, gives us a free wolf. That's all it doesn't do. Jace does everything we need the body and mind to do, thus freeing up the room for the batter skulls, which are infinitely more better are infinitely better than a uh body and mind, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: but also, I mean, to get Jace to knock ten or thirteen cards out of your out of your library, I mean you gotta you gotta beef him up for a while. That's gonna take you a little bit. The sort of body and mind. If you get that out right away, I mean, you're knocking ten cards off his library. I mean, just like that. Which I mean, I I agree with you too. You're like how you said, Jace definitely does somewhat of what sort of body and mind does, minus the wolf, but just not as fast.
2: Right. It isn't as fast, but Jace is. It's Jace. And, uh,
0: it's, Jace it's has. Jace. <laughs> it is Jace. <laughs> yeah, the deck Jace, exactly.
2: Now, now I also think that Jace has a mental component to him now. People see that Jace hit the floor. They, as soon as they see that hit the table, they're gunning for Jace because they're worried about his negative right. 12. They are scared mm-hmm. of his negative 12.
0: Yeah. You make a piss in your pants, man.
2: Right. So, their hope, and, you know, I see. I've seen players, and I use, I would use them in the same way as a distraction.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Don't care. Yeah, absolutely. What he does. I thought, Jace, the mind sculptor, your attention is now focused and not on my little one-two stoneforge mystic. I've played Jace online, Magic Online, in matches. I've brought Jace
1: out that literally kept me alive in the game long enough to win just because... I knew they would attack Jace and leave me open to get a couple more turns in there to get what I needed to get done when the guy probably could have finished me off, but he went straight for Jace instead, and then I ended up playing out, getting some other cards out there that I needed and winning, but I agree with you. Whenever people see Jace, that's just like, i got to get him out of there. What can I do to get him off there, you know?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, some good counters I Just throw them out there Since this is the deck Some good things to look for Whenever you're playing against it Carniflex Demons If you're playing Black Infection uh, Hex Parasites You oh, can no. use Yeah, Hex Parasites Can go in any deck Any deck Which are really nice um, Anything that bounces permanents to your hands Into the Royal If you're playing Legacy Love it Look for Boomerang That's a great card
0: Yeah, that's a great um, card too Yes it is um, Stop. No, Toby, let me put it in a point real quick before you go in in you finish. I just remember I just remember a card how you're you talking about bouncing um, um, counters off creatures. I think um, I would think of a of a good combo that just popped in my head, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But um it just mostly just having the, the, um, um, the hex parasite and you able to have a um, a um, spell sky. You have everything bounced to spellskite and you use the spell kite as your uh as your your, your counter gather especially when you think his poison he has four most of the creatures that come out are two twos so you're able to always likely always have a plus two enter there then mix it up with uh, a, a, a mix up with a um uh some still overseers you know type of things you know i mean it's, I mean like I said there's a lot of other things that you can do i mean then, but but go ahead and finish what you what you was going through
2: um uh, that was i was pretty much done i was like legacy you'll look for boomerangs into the royals um anything that can bounce to the hand um also jace is all planeswalkers are considered legends so you can use clones dance of the mini is a great time delayed um uh, legend killer great time delayed legend killer uh, anything like that any you know bouncing legends, and, I've you know, you can even use a Jace to kill a Jace because of the legend rule. If that no. is, Toby,
1: does that work? How would that work with a clone card that comes in as a clone of Jace? Would that bounce Jace out also? Yes, like, it will kill Jace.
0: <laughs> the legendary rule comes,
1: to, comes to play. Oh. Okay, and mm-hmm. that they, so they would both be gone.
2: Yes. Yeah, because of the way clone is written, um, Shakashima the Imposter a clone from the Kamigawa block. She is the only uh, shapeshifter that ignores the legend rule. Other than that, um, yeah, you can use clone. Dance of the Mini is one of my favorites. You can that's a Legacy card right there. So uh, assuming Doppelganger another Legacy card. Um, I've done that many times, not against Jace, mostly back in the day it was against Phage the Untouchable. Uh, using clones to kill Phage, um, stuff like that. That would be easy counters to Jace. Uh, watch out for your Stoneforge Mystics, and don't underestimate a Squadron Hulk.
1: Never,
0: um, ever. Yeah, those have bug definitely bugs.
1: definitely did some damage to me in drafts, because I play a lot of drafts, and those people that draft those, whenever you let somebody get more than one, you're... You're you're getting stuck there in a draft because it's all about low cost creatures in drafts, and you don't want three or four squadron hawks coming at you three turns into the game, four turns into the game. So,
0: exactly. Uh, Most all right. So bring down those decks, brought down the um, hawk ward, Molly, uh, the, the mass polymorph the Valakut Splinter Twins and Callblade God do I hate that thing but anyway alright fellas we have uh, another card that we're going to talk about today and um that you two you two going to break it down because this card is mostly what you before the show started most of the cards that you two were talking about you guys really really like and uh, I don't know much about it I don't you know I don't find a significant in it but you two do so break it down for the viewers of why you two decide that this card is the best. But, Bill, go ahead and break it down first, and uh, then Toby can come back in and give a little, little bit more in depth with it.
1: Well, basically, like, it, the card is Torpor Orb, and like we were talking about earlier, whenever a few of the decks that Toby mentioned, uh, there wasn't a whole lot you could do against them except something like Torpor Orb. When Torport Orb comes into play, it's an artifact, and any creatures that enter the battlefield do not cause abilities to trigger, which totally eliminates Stoneforge Mystic, uh, Squadron Hawks. Just looking at the Cobblade deck alone, Squadron Hawks, Stoneforge Mystic, Sun Titan would be negated. Um, I mean, there's pretty much anything in here. Any card that has abilities when it comes into play... They're just they're just done. But obviously, it's not good to play to use it in a deck with those cards, or else you're going to end up not being able to use abilities yourself. But for defense, Valakut, it's huge against Valakut. Like Toby said earlier, um, that pretty much takes away the whole point of the Valakut deck. So I don't know. That's what do you think, Toby?
2: This. This card changes everything because they have done enters the battlefield since day one. Alpha set uh, clone. When this card enters play, that's it's, the new wording is now when this card enters the battlefield. There is there has been cards since day one that do this that do this ability. This card, one card, just killed. Every single one of those. Um, I was, you know, before the show we were talking, and I wanted to think of a card that makes this ungodly powerful. For four mana, including the cost of a Torpor Orb, I can have a twelve-twelve Trample in the play. In Legacy, I can do four mana in turn one. Easy. What What combo is that? Um... So I mean, if I'm in Legacy and I have, you know, I have a true Legacy deck, a simple Mox will give me the mana I need to put a Torpor Orb and a Phyrexian dreadnought into play, and I have a 12-12 Trample on turn one. It's insane.
1: Yeah, that uh, that's one reason why I stay away from Legacy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it's is 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 very very. What yeah. you know. A lot of thing, very, very thing in depth about what uh, that, but it's 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 still fun. It's still good to play a uh, different... I'd rather play Legacy than play Extended, my personal opinion.
2: All right, but you uh, ready? I'll, I'll tie this into the card of the day. A simple mental misstep will kill
0: that combo. Mental
2: misstep. <laughs> Freak Dreadnought only costs one mana. Yeah. Simple mental misstep will kill my Freak Dreadnought for zero mana or force... And- See, mental misstep even takes over force of will,
0: which was yeah. is
2: like I see Counterspell. That is yeah. Counterspell from Legacy, that in Mana
0: Short. As is, but now that, to me that mental misstep that that is a game that is to- a total game changer. As with and,
2: the Torpor Orb.
0: Yeah, Torpor Orb is nice, exactly. but also what well, I did um see into it with the the Car of the Week is um I had I had opportunity. To when, when, I, when I was playing this opponent that was using that uh, uh, that met, that metal misstep, I was able to win my second game because of uh my two circle abstractions I had in my deck. Once he dropped that one, because I uh, I was able to look at his hand, so he had one. Once he dropped it, I circle extraction it because he was tapped out, took out his other ones. Then I was able to get rid of all his all four like. It was like turn 5 or 6, I was able to get rid of all his medleys. So if you understand, it's, it's possible, especially in Legacy. If you ever get rid of that minimal misstep, that, that would be your best bet. Because if you don't, I, I don't know what it is about that card. I don't know the Magic Gods like it, but if this in your deck, it's going to come out. It's mm-hmm. not going to hide. It's always going to be there for you every time, in my personal opinion. Because I got, got beat down with that card so many times, it, just, it made me want to quit and slap the guy across the table. I and mean, that's what I'm not saying to do, but that's how I feels. It's like stop countering my damn cards. But I mean, I'm glad I'm, i got got that. But also, um before we um if we hit up the next thing, you we were talking about earlier for the show, let people know about how valuable uh, the card week is, especially the 4 uh, four version. How sick of it is that the four version of a minimum step is forty dollars. And it's yeah. an uncommon an uncommon forty dollar card I mean are you, I mean are you are you are you pulling my damn leg? I mean what that is freaking ridiculous. We you think about that Toby um
2: it it gives you pause. you look at that and you're like, wait a second that's that shouldn't happen uh, an uncommon beating it's a foil of an uncommon is more expensive than most of the mythic rares in this set
0: that Completely uncommon. Yeah, uh, or more, more, <laughs> more than a card, a full over more than a carn. Yeah, it's more than uh, um, of the uh, the fraction obliterator. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, come on now, really? Yeah. That's, but uh, that, that's not that's <laughs> not here or there, but uh, Toby, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. Uh,
2: just uh, to give me an idea of the torpor orb, I just hit gather. I went on the gather. Looked up random cards. I did 25 random cards. 14 of them all had enter the battlefield effects. 14 out of 25. More than half that card messes with.
1: But. That's gonna be, I'm sure that's gonna be a pretty, pretty well used card here now that Cawblade's out. Maybe, uh, Maybe, since we are talking about Call of Blade, and that is going to be the deck of the week, maybe next week, Toby, you could come up with a uh, Torpor Orb deck to counter the Call of Blade yeah. deck. We could post yeah. it on the site. You are the deck. Uh,
2: Let's Dick Dick see. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll build one up. Okay, so next thing we're going to talk about is next uh, June 17th. Podcast should be out, I think, on the same day, right?
0: Right. So, yeah, yes, yes. So either yep. uh, we we'll try to have it out before then or maybe the day of.
2: Okay. So we're going to talk about it this week. Next week we get a new like little subset called Magic of the Gathering Commander. Now, for all those who don't know what Commander is, it is Wizards' attempt to make EDH into a sellable product. Uh EDH or Highlander um, is a one hundred card deck. It's a very casual game, uh, very fun to play. If you don't know how to play it, I'll put, we'll put a link up for the rules up on the website. Um, basically, you choose a legendary creature, you make a deck based on the creature you chose as your general, and you try to kill the other guy. Magic has made, Wizards of the Coast, has made five um, commander decks. Uh, the first one being Heavenly Inferno, which is white, black, and red, The next one being Mirror Mastery, which is blue, green and uh red. Then you've got Counterpunch, black, green, and white. Uh Political Puppets, which is Captain America, Red, White, and Blue. And then Devour for Power, which is green, blue, and black. All commanding all have commanders in them. All each of them contains fifteen brand new cards made just for Commander. Um uh, yeah, I have a link for Commander. The, um, these will not be Type 2 legal, but this would be something fun if you just, you, know, you get you a little bored of getting toward the end of the cycle. You might be getting a little bored of playing some Type 2 Legacy or Type 2 Standard. Maybe you want to try something new. Give Commander a try. It also comes out on the exact same day that Duels of the Planeswalkers 2012 for Xbox uh, PS3 and Steam all come out on the same day give it a shot it looks pretty cool I do I
1: also like Commander I play uh, on Magic Online I have a Commander deck needs a little tweaking still but uh it's a sliver deck actually and you use uh, the,
2: king or the king what's that you use the king or the queen for your uh, the queen the queen
1: yep sliver queen it's a it's a great deck um but you do run into a lot of... There's so many options with those decks because you're playing 100 cards. You can't have more than one of each card in there. So, I mean, you're running into a lot of cards.
0: Yeah, the, the, it is the fun whole to play, for sure. The whole hundred dollars card thing... I'm mean, not $100 card. Hundred hundred cards, some people seem overwhelming willing. And, you know, it is a long game, but... It's like a long draw of chess match, and I don't know what it is about most people, but if you play magic, you gotta like the idea of being able to, you know, I enjoy every week, think of a new deck. Think about when I go to sleep, think about when i cooking dinner, you know, it helps, to me, playing magic is also like playing chess, it helps keep your mind sharp. You know, it's not like, you know, like, magic is like over and over, like, oh, that's all I think dream, you think magic, no, that's not true. Really, it's uh, Battlefield 3. That comes in November. But anyway, that's not here or there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but, uh, it, it seems overwhelming. willing, but, like I would say, give every, every, uh, game type they have out in, uh, in Magic. Give it a try. See what you like. You may like Standard. You may like Legacy more. You like Standard. I know some people who play Standard, but really don't like playing it. Loves playing Legacy. I'm, I always ask them, one of my buddies, uh, called Bubblegum here at uh, the local shop. He uh, always asked him, you got this? You got this? Yeah, I did have it by trading. Yeah, I had this by trade. I said, like, what'd you trade it for? Oh, for my legacy deck. I mean, he's a big legacy, man. I'd love to get him on the show sometime. So, Bubblegum, if you're uh, listening to the podcast this week, come on the show, man, or do uh just pop in for a quick interview, man, and, and give people some shout-outs about that legacy and shout-out to uh Galaxy Comics in Wichita Los, Texas, but here and there, but, um, Anything else you guys want to throw in before we uh, before we uh, end this podcast for this week?
2: Phil? Uh,
1: yeah, just thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully the uh, information Toby gave you guys about the decks helps out, and hopefully whenever he makes that Torport Orb deck, anybody that's having trouble at your local shop with the Callblade deck, you'll be able to uh, go in there and show them how it's done. Other than that, that's
2: that's pretty much all I have. Toby? Um, Yeah, I'll make that the deck this week. Also puts a a fun uh, EDH deck together, just for uh, an honor of Commander coming out. Um, I would like to give a shout out to my boys in Midland, Texas, the Astral Castle, and in Lubbock, Texas, Mad Hatter's House of Games. Um, Until next week,
0: I'll see y'all. Toby, my buddy Phil, I want to give a special thanks to uh, mtgcast.com for uh, giving us another glorious week of magic to the world, putting it out there over the net, and uh, also I want to give a quick notice to new players coming out, if you guys ever want to buy cars online, my personal experience, customer service, and variety of cars, how many vendors you go through, going to www.tcgplayers.com is an excellent, excellent choice to find all the cars that you need online for your day. If your local shops don't have them, can't find anybody to trade with them. To me, for better safe and safe service, use tcgplayers.com as your local shopping for your cars online. But um, I want to thank Toby for coming in this week and uh, joining us on the podcast. I'm surely – you'll be back next week, Toby?
2: I'll be back next
0: week. All right. This this is my man. So, um, so be checking on the website. I look like I have a lot of, uh, web developing and, uh, web designing throwing with, uh, his decks, ideas, links, everything that you need for the show. The show, if the show's not up on, uh, mtgcast.com yet, we'll be, uh, up on the website. Also remember to leave us, leave some comments and some thoughts on, uh, on our webpage. And, um, if you guys have Twitter, follow us at MGG Brainstorm on Twitter. We need all the support we can get from you, new, uh, from you new players and beyond. And if you're on Cast right now, listen to the show. Check out all the other podcasts, um, send out to the guys. You guys ever get a chance to sit down since we run that, uh, run the Android in the, uh, in the Brainstorm Lab? Uh, you guys definitely check it out on your phones and download. Some other shows listening what they're talking about. Especially, um, I like Yo MTG Taps. It, 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 that stuff just, just cracks me <laughs> up. Yeah, I think of the name is that some cool guys on there, man. They know what they're talking about. So yeah, when I when I first got on it, I saw that Yo MTG Taps, man. I, I was cracking my butt up, man. So there's also the Meta Pool. Definitely, 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 good peoples on there. So uh, thanks again. Once again, thanks again for listening to MTG Brainstorm on www.mtgcast.com. Phil, Toby, appreciate you guys, man. And uh, hopefully we get another good week of Magic in. and I'll catch you guys later.
1: All right. Uh, real quick before that, just to mention our website, uh, uh, the website that you, that you mentioned about where our, our decks are going to be and uh, the card of the week and everything is www.mtgbrainstorm dot starts dot com. Just for anybody.
0: Yep. I'm slipping, brother. I'm slipping. I'm slipping I had to talk button. on that one. I take service. on the podcast. Can't do it by myself. Call him again. Try again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> all right, guys. Good show. Good talking,
1: everybody. We'll I see you next week. We'll yeah, talk to you next me. week, everybody. listening out there?
0: All right, y'all. I'll take care now. Peace out. All right. This is it, what? Luchini pour from the sky,
2: let's get rich, what? The keep on the sugar dance, can't quit, what? Now pop the corpus in the vega and get sick, what? 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 Introducing, phantom of the dark, walk we'll through my head with levitation from Reef and Defense d and E-7, show voting with Rougas, Flash Vines, Bella Ponte, Digger,
1: people would disturb as we compensate your figures, yes,
0: and it